It's an industry that I generally love. I have a passion for. I, I, I eat, sleep. I live for fitness. No, you need to be obsessed. You need to wake up, think about it. You need to go to bed, think about your clients, think about your progress, think about what you can do better. Genuinely, like, just be like patient and take your time. Like that, that is like, you've got to take it all in, in the right steps. You've got to nail what you do in person before you go and like. I don't like to talk about fear. The fears is usually something that makes your worries real. You are listening to the Coaching Ignited Show, where we bring you stories and insights from coaches, fitness professionals, and industry experts to help you expand your business and reach your goals. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. My name is Alex Povey. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite apps, including Spotify and iTunes. The Coaching Ignited movement is on a mission to help coaches and personal trainers increase their sales and reach their full potential. If you wanted to find out more, please head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted to connect with us on social media, all the details can be found in the show notes. Now let's get into today's show. So on today's episode of the podcast, we have got the second half of the Remote Fit Pro team, George Corshaw. So a couple of weeks ago, we had James Moody on. We had a wicked podcast. If you haven't already, uh, go check that out where we talk about online training and loads of cool stuff. But I wanted to get George on because George is the other side of the business. He's the operations, the man behind the scenes of building Remote Fit Pro. And they help personal trainers take their businesses online and travel the world with freedom. And we get into George's personal journey from going from working in a kind of job that he hated to then moving into working with fitness professionals and gyms and then now serving fitness professionals and personal trainers and coaches and helping them taking their businesses online. So this was a really, really fun chat he's based out of malaysia at the moment so it took us quite a while to lock this one down but i cannot wait for you to get in there's loads of little details that i want you to listen out for and if you've got a pen and paper get that ready because if you're a face-to-face trainer or you're thinking about taking your business online george really gives away some gems in this podcast so i cannot wait for you to get stuck in and listen to all the great content inside so sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and as always, I'll see you on the other side. So we're live. Um, just want to thank you so much for being here, buddy. And uh, it's great to be able to interview the second half of Remote Fit Pro. We did James a couple of weeks ago. So I'm really excited to get into your story and how it all started for you as well. So can we go back to um, before Remote Fit Pro. I think it'll be interesting for people to understand what you were doing before and then what led you to start Remote Fit Pro and join James and create that company. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I appreciate you inviting me on, Alex, because it was a it was a little bit of back and forth. You know, I'm I'm currently living in Malaysia as part of the whole remote revolution, right? We get to live anywhere we want in the world. So this time zone is a challenge when it comes to getting interviews done. So I'm glad we found the time to get it on. Um, so my backstory, you know, things all kind of started in the in the entrepreneurship world for me when I was an apprentice engineer. Uh, I was always, you know, told, oh, you're good with your hands. You should be, you know, you should be some kind of tradesman or engineer. And, and I was like looking at tradesmen and I was like, you know, hell no, I'm not going to get paid enough for that. Um, and so I went into engineering and throughout this kind of course of engineering, I started getting into fitness. And I I was a super, super skinny guy when I was a lot younger. And I hated that. I hated like just kind of being around other guys when going out on holidays, you know, going on the lads' trips to Ibiza and that. And it really kind of grinded on me. Um, since then, I've accepted that. But like this was a big journey for me when I went into fitness and I was going into trying to you know, put on size, gain muscle on this stuff. And I made the biggest progress once when I had a personal trainer whilst I was doing this apprenticeship. And I was like, fitness is awesome. These personal trainers are incredible people. Like, how does, why does everyone not have a fucking personal trainer? And I was baffled. Um, and kind of that was the introduction to fitness for me. And very, very brief, what happened next was, was kind of a bit of a breakthrough in, in terms of my life. So I was on this trajectory to work for somebody else 
to um, to learn skills and work in a big factory, be another number. Like my number was like in the thousands. So I was clocking in every morning and I was this number that was like 1,000, 2,000 and something. And it was just fucking unreal. And I hated it. And I was like, I have no impact here. I'm making no difference. Um, and I really felt small. And I had, prior to this time, I'd not learned how to drive yet. I was about 19. And I learned how to drive in like super short period of time, bought a car, got a loan, all that shit, got a car, super happy about it, drove to work, got into the factory for like the first day of like the apprenticeship. Um, and on my way home, I, it's, I always say this story is very strange because I made some strange decisions. And I remember being very aware of the decisions that I was making. I was like, why the fuck have I just decided to do that? And I didn't know what was going on. And then five minutes later, I wrote my car off and I was sat on the side of the road in tears looking at this big chunk of metal that had just been absolutely torn to pieces. Luckily, no one was hurt, but it put me in a state of reflection. It put me in a state of what the fuck am I doing in my life? And then that was it. That was the thing. That was the moment that kind of kickstarted everything for me. I got uh, started reading books. My brother was already kind of successful entrepreneur and um, got some book recommendations and cool thing is I got all the money back for my car and on my insurance. And instead of buying a new car, I invested in a mentor. And, and that was the, the first step for me in terms of investing. And basically I took a gamble on myself. I was like, I'm never going to get out of where I am. If I don't pay somebody else that knows more than me, that has the, that has the results, has the, the kind of system that is going to help me get out of this situation. And, and that was a huge kind of, it was, it was a huge thing because I made that decision so early on. I was 19 and I decided to go all in and invest six grand into a mentor. And uh, he was going to teach me about Facebook ads and how to basically build an e-commerce store. And I went all in on that and uh, failed miserably. Ended up like 10 grand in debt. And uh, I was just grinding and grinding, trying to figure these things out before I quit my job. and. The whole time I was doing both things. I was working and I was running my business on the side. I was literally coming home. I'd work from 7 a.m. till 4 p.m. I'd come home, go to the gym because I was super loving fitness at the time. And then I'd come home, have my dinner, and then I'd, I'd be at work from 7 till 2 a.m. Go to sleep at, you know, anywhere between 1 and 2 a.m., get up at 5 a.m., go back to work. The same again and again and again and again and again. And it was relentless until I found a way to actually start making money online. And, and for me, it wasn't just about online. It was about making my own money. It was like, how can I create my own income? And I invested more into mentors. I took out more loans. And this whole journey um, came very expensive between sort of the age of 19 and 20. Um, and then when I was approaching, I think about 21, I, um, I got even more loans out and invested in another mentor. And he was like, why don't you take these Facebook ad skills and apply it to something that you love? And at the time, my brother had been dabbling with um, running ads for fitness professionals, fitness studio owners. And I was like, this sounds pretty cool. Like, I reckon I can do this. So we partnered up, started doing that. I started doing the sales for that. And I very quickly realized that there was, uh, for my journey, there was a lot more value in, in selling my expertise over trying to like, you know, kind of grind it out. And I was selling t-shirts before this, right? I was selling t-shirts to a specific niche, t-shirts with like coffee slogans on it and shit. And, uh, and it started, started to make me some money, but it wasn't, I didn't, I hated it. I, I didn't love it. And as soon as I started helping other people, I just started to love what I was doing and very quickly started to get some incredible results. You know, we, we were working with a guy already that was, you know, we'd helped him go from sort of five or six grand a month We'd helped him get up to the 20 grand a month mark. This is Australian dollars. So, you know, the number's a bit smaller than, than you might, it might sound. But going up to about $20,000 a month and um, helped him scale up the facility he had where he was making a million dollars a year over the next, I think it was about six months. And in that time, that taught me so much about how someone builds a business. So that guy himself was an absolute legend at sales. And he was teaching us as well as us were helping him. Like we were not charging a big fee for this guy because we've been working with him for so long. And, 
and that was it. That was the birth of, of kind of the fitness realm for me. Um, when I was working with fitness professionals and this, I made sure this business that we were building, it was called PT mastermind. I think there's still a web page about it. There's some testimonials and shit on there. So we had, um, we had some really incredible results. We, we helped a lot of guys get to the six figure mark. And then shortly after this is when the whole kind of spiel about people, um, you know, the whole fitness marketing world just exploded people, you know, claiming to help everybody to get to six figures and shit. And while we were there running a small agency, uh, we were like just traveling the world, having a fucking awesome time, getting awesome results for people. And then all this other stuff started uplifting about helping people get to six figures. And it became less and less about Facebook ads for what we were doing with our clients and more and more about their business model and their mindset, especially around sales and especially around their investment investor mindset is, is what I like to call it. And what I've learned is um, it's not my own term. So at that point, I started to realize that my skills were not like well, I'm good at Facebook ads, but my skills were better in building um, a team, building systems, building operations, building things that can run themselves. And so I started to invest my energy and time into this, built a team around this business uh, I learned a lot of shit because it failed miserably many times. And, <laughs> you know, it was a real fucking battle. But I got to the point where I realized that I'm putting all this energy into helping people with offline businesses. And as I traveled more and more and more, I related to them less and less and less. And I started to realize that actually, hang on, there's other coaches out there that help offline business owners that own an offline business. And I started to feel a real big disconnect. And, you know, I've not shared this part of the story ever before. I felt, I felt like I was helping the wrong people and I felt like I wasn't the best person to help them people. Now, don't get me wrong, we still got awesome results because the Facebook ads were so fucking good uh, and our funnel system was awesome. But that does not solve the problem that goes on inside somebody's head when they're sat in front of another human being trying to sell them a, a fitness program. And so... Uh, that's kind of the moment where I went into a bit of a journey where, uh, at this time I started traveling around the world with, with James Moody. Uh, we met up in Barcelona. We went, um, went and had a fucking sweet ass time in Barcelona. I was with my brother as well at the time. And, uh, he was running naked nutrition. We had a good time. And then he was like, Hey, why don't we fucking go to Bali? So we got on a flight to Bali and, uh, we had a, a one month return flight. We missed that flight, went to Vietnam and just carried on traveling. And, and we were just like, shit, man, this is awesome. Why did more people not do this? And then shortly after that, that's when, that's when Remote Fit Pro was born. And I was, I was like, James, one day I remember saying, James, I, I don't want to help people the way I'm helping them right now and help them with the systems, with the operations so that they can build a business that allows them to have more freedom and, and so they can travel around the world with it and, and still not be working every day whilst traveling around the world. Uh, and he was like, interesting. I want to help fit pros do the same thing. I was like, well, you know, I've got like three years of working with fit, experience, working with fit pros. Uh, let's make this happen. And that, that was the birth. That was the birth of it. We both had like this kind of idea and he was like, fuck it, man. Like you're going to be a good fit to help me do this. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to get to fulfill, um, my intention, my goal, you know, just, I'm going to start with fit pros and that's, that's it. That's where we started. It was a very interesting journey that you went through there. That was long. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a talker. No, but it, it was great because it's kind of like the full picture of, of what you went through, both like in the motions, but also the kind of mindset behind why you made certain decisions, which was really interesting to hear. And you mentioned about investing a lot in mentors and spending a lot of money and getting in debt to do it. Am I right in saying that? Oh, yeah. I got into over 40 grand's worth of debt. I owed my family um, best part of, part of 20,000. And um, it, it made me miserable. I got to a point where I was completely fucking miserable about it. And I had to do a lot of work on, on how I'd invested that money in myself because it, I, was on, I was balancing on a fine line. I was between financially stable to 
like being super insecure about all this debt I had. Um, and it was that fine line between, hey man, you've got shitloads of skills now, but oh shit, I've got all this money debt. Like, and it was just a, it was a back and forth for a long time until I really, um, really dealt with that and spent a lot of time on myself, with myself alone, uh, makes massive differences in who you are. Was there a disconnect between the investments you were making in these mentors and the returns you were seeing? Or did you see them much later on in life? So they weren't instant. So you're building up all this knowledge and skills from these mentors and burying yourself further into debt. But were you seeing any return on these investments in the short term or did it not become apparent until later on in your life? Yeah, this is this is absolutely spot on. And, and this is what I learned is that some, well, probably, probably uh, 50, 60% of the mentors that helped me, I got, I got a quick win. And you'll find that a lot of coaches, like, you know, some, some people I worked with were um, at their time of helping me. They, were, they wanted me to get a quick win, so I felt good about it, all right? And at the same time, giving me a lot of personal development. I think that's really important when you're coaching someone. You've got to get them a quick win. Same in fitness. You've got to get them a quick win so that they believe in the process, and then you help them on the deeper stuff over and over. And so that's what happened many times. And uh, yeah, I did a lot of work on myself a lot later on. And that's when I realized that, holy shit, these skills, like they just compound, the compound. It's skills, it's exposure. Exposure is the most important thing that most of us don't consider we need to do. Exposure to people that are making, you know, six figures, a million dollars, right? You know, I started exposing myself to people that were doing six figures, multiple six figures, half a million a year. Now my goal is to expose myself to people doing millions and millions and millions. And it's that exposure that helps you absorb the information, the knowledge, the, the way that someone operates. And again, it's back to the mindset piece. And, you know, pulling from that takes time because if you just take, oh, that guy works like that, I'm going to fucking do that. You're disconnecting from who you are as a person. And when you disconnect from who you are as a person, it becomes very, very stressful and very, very painful because you start to question yourself far too much and doubt yourself. Um, that's the biggest thing that I've definitely uh, ch been challenged with in the past and still am today, like questioning who I am and things because of the other beliefs that I've adopted from other people, right? Mm. So you've got to take the time to figure out who am I? Right? Who do I want to be, right? The things that you see in other people that you absolutely love is a reflection of your ideal self, right? I think people are, I love to say that the idea that every other human being is a, a mirror and the, that reflection that they're reflecting back to you about kind of the stuff that you see your ideal self as, they're the things that you need to pull, write down and integrate into how you operate in your life, right? Not everything else, not all the bullshit, other stuff, like posting on social media every day, that might be the thing, it might not be the thing. You know, it's just tactical strategy, but yeah, <laughs> to answer the question, um, ultimately, you know, I invested 40 grand three years ago in, in total. I'd, I'd, it took me about a year and a half to invest that amount of money, um, may, maybe two years and invested about 40 grand from the age of 19 to 21 and, uh, you know, 25 now and you know, making that kind of money a month now is, is a big difference to, to what it was back then, you know? Yeah. You talk about getting around these um, multiple six-figure people initially and then now aiming for those kind of higher-level people, um, these higher-level seven-figure, maybe eight-figure people. In terms of getting around these people, um, because I'm always talking about this type of stuff with my clients, and my audience is you need to surround yourself with the right people that are going to help you level up both your perspective, your mindset, and the way that you do things. And I think it's just so important to surround yourself with the right people. And we hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, is it a case of trying to befriend these people and get into their networks? Or are you paying your way into these networks? 
Both in short, but I'll give you the long answer as well. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, surrounding yourself with better people is what, um, is what everybody says. Even I say it, but it's, it's incomplete. I think incomplete advice. The real advice is you must seek out these people. It must be a primary objective every single week, if not every day, to be making some kind of segue connection intention to go and seek out these people. Like you must find them yourself. They're not going to just appear on your front doorstep. You're not going to be able to sit at home, meditate, and you know, law of attraction them into your life. You know, that shit doesn't work until you get out there and put yourself in situations that are different. Uh, so you can get a different result. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I, the biggest, the biggest leaps of growth I've ever had in, in, over my journey of, you know, four or five years or so has been, I say four or five years of actually running a business before that I was a fucking shambles. <laughs> four or five years of, has been masterminds, has been meeting up with groups of people. So I've invested in masterminds, but I've also had the, the pleasure of when I've put myself out of my comfort zone uh, or put myself in weird situations, I've ended up making a new friend and be like, they've been like, hey, like, do you want to come and join this group of other entrepreneurs that are having this meetup? And it was like, fucking sweet. And it was free. And I made lots of awesome friends. And I've been in group coaching programs where I make an, a massive effort to stay in contact with people. Like coaching programs I was in like three and a half years ago, I still speak to people today. You know, granted, it's not every day. It's sometimes every every month or two. But then conversations are always inspiring because you get to see how people have grown as well. You know, people that you've made them friendships with. So I seek out often now. I mean, it's it's last year I didn't do this enough, and you know, I was very kind of set in my ways. I guess I got to a point where I was like, I've I've got everything I need right now. I need to just fucking run. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, cool, we want to grow even more, We're turning the, the needle the other way and starting to surround ourselves, seek out, should I say, the, the right people that we want to be around. And yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, find events, find meetups, find masterminds. And, <laughs> you know, I just spent $500 to be in Thailand at an event last weekend. And, you know, lots of people came from all over the world. And, you know, let's say I came from the UK, that might cost me, you know, in a flight, $500 return flight. The accommodation might be $100 if that. And um, and the food is, is, yeah, negligible. Maybe another $100 for like three or four days. You know, if you do the maths on that, it's like, you know, $1,200, maybe a thousand pounds you've spent to go and be there. Like, are you going to make a thousand pounds back? Like I've pretty much already made a thousand pounds back from being at that event. I mean, granted, I flew from Malaysia, so it was even cheaper, but like the stuff that I've learned now, I implemented stuff the next day and, you know, it's already starting to produce a return on investment. And uh, that's what you get from from taking the leap and seeking out them people, I I believe anyway, you know, it's worth the money. I absolutely love that. It's quite fitting that you said Thailand um, because I decided a couple of days ago, I'd go to Thailand and spend 24 days out there, just booked it, staying in Lake Chelong in Phuket. Um, and I've got a couple of friends out there who run agencies and stuff. But nice. yeah, I just wanted to get into kind of a new environment where I could potentially meet other like-minded people and collaborate or swap ideas and strategies and just really get inspired because you were probably a big advocate of this given that you're living in Malaysia when you're stuck in the same environment with the same people and you're going through the same routines, it doesn't really encourage growth, creativity, or inspiration. And to get outside of those comfort zones really helps your personal development. And that's what I'm going for really is kind of a personal development journey of discovery. Maybe I'll figure some stuff out whilst I'm there. Maybe I'll get some breakthroughs in terms of, what I could do with a business where we could take it. But more than anything, maybe I'll meet someone that could be mm. game-changing in the whole journey when you're open to meeting people, right? Can you talk about some of those experiences that you've had whilst you've been traveling 
and running a business yeah. at the same time. Because obviously, I was speaking to uh, Bob Van Bull, um, someone who I respect, and he was talking about being out in Bali. And it's great being out there, but you can get distracted by all the great things around you, going to the beach and nice restaurants and going to see things when actually you need to be working as well because you're running a full-time business. Mm. So can you talk about running a business, but also the benefits of potentially meeting people on these journeys as well? Mm. Yeah, like changing your environment was such a great point you made there. And ah, that's what that's what it's all about. You know, I say get out of your comfort zone. Ultimately, you just need to change your environment. You just, and that really means just be somewhere else. Like for an extended period of time, not just for the day, not just in a coffee shop. Um, it's probably counterproductive, uh, in my opinion. Like getting out, go and spend two nights in another city in fucking London and try and find some entrepreneurial meetups or find other agency owners. You know, just something so simple. It's gonna cost you a few hundred quid and you're gonna get some headspace. Because when you when you change your environment, you get massive headspace because the environment that you spend the most time in, you create the most unconscious triggers with. So unconscious triggers are like, you know, just the little things, just the little things that you are you have in your house, like a picture on the wall, a mirror, uh, the some kind of part of the bathroom, perhaps. You know, things that you always get drawn to, the fridge, whatever it is. Like every time I move location, I spend less time looking in the fridge. <laughs> it's fucking weird. This is distraction. Like, you're not going to get shit done if you're distracted. And so back to the point of like traveling, how do we manage that distraction whilst we're traveling around? Uh, this is a really, really hard thing to do. Uh, and it takes a hell of a lot of discipline. And, you know, initially when I was traveling, uh, I, the way I had my business set up, you know, I was, I was not making millions, right? I wasn't, I wasn't making multiple six figures. I'm doing about six figures, um, you know, sort of five figures a month. Um, and it was pretty easy going because I had a small team, you know, two VAs working for us, uh, had a very part-time kind of casual hour sales guy. I did most of the sales still as well. And, um, and me and my brother took care of the fulfillment. So we shared the roles, shared the, shared the kind of work. And this was when I first started traveling. So it was easy. I'd always just make certain certain chunk of time in the morning, get shit done, and then go and have fun. Uh, but the reality of sustaining that is is going to fuck your business right up. <laughs> Don't know if I can swear on this, man, but yeah, it's going to totally screw you over um, because you have to be very focused still on your business, depending on what stage it's in. If it's still in its infancy, like mine was, like you'll 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 without knowing you'll take a massive dip, right? Without knowing that you're creating that dip, you will take a dip um, in your income, in the sales and clients that you're getting on board um, because your attention to it, you know, what you focus on grows, you know, your focus on it has, has left. So, so for example, when I've been in Bali, um, you know, I've always been very structured in my day and I've spent then time, you know, blocked out time, like in the morning, usually being in Asia with the time zone difference, I spend more time in the morning on myself. So I get up, take my time, go to the gym. I might go to the beach if I'm near the beach. Uh, I might just have a swim in the pool, you know, read a bit of a book. And then I start work at, you know, maybe midday. Then I'll work till the evening and then go out for dinner and done. And what that does is allows you to maintain communication with people that are in your business. Maybe you've got a team around the world like we do. You've got to kind of be willing to do some days in the evening. But when it comes to meeting people, ultimately, it's again, it's the same thing. Um, I th I'm a big believer that actually, you know, traveling the world is not necessarily the best way to meet people unless you travel to a specific location where you know people are like Thailand and, and Chiang Mai and stuff. That's the best, that's the best way to kind of do it. You're like, you know, that there's going to be some shit happening there. Whereas, um, when it's, you know, just traveling around, having a good time, it's, it's counterproductive. So we now travel to be focused on 
what, what are we getting out of that experience of traveling? So James just spent some time in America. I've just spent some time in Thailand. I'm kind of living in Malaysia because this is where my partner lives. And I could even throw that in there. Like who you meet when you're traveling around the world, you know, completely changes. You know, I was at a period where I was like, I was, I was dating, I was trying to meet some girls and uh, this was just over two years ago. And I met the girl that I'm with today, Louise. And that was huge for me. She, we've got an incredible relationship, some a relationship I never expected to have um, at this stage in my life. And, you know, it was, it was kind of like, I was doing some work at the time on this stuff. And I was like, I was trying to, I was kind of getting clear on what I want out of a relationship. And I continued traveling and there you go. It showed up for me, you know, on Tinder of all places. <laughs> Good old Tinder. Awesome. Um, so why don't we bring it back around now to kind of the audience and try and give them some value in terms of where they could take their businesses. Cause we're talking about all this great stuff and travel, but a lot of the so, uh, fitness professionals and personal trainers that will be listening to this are in hand to hand combat, right? They're face to face in the trenches, in the gyms. So they don't have the luxury of being able to travel when they please. Now, some of them might be out there and they've got successful face to face businesses and they're thinking, well, what can I do next? Where can I take my business? Do I want to continue swapping 40 hours a week for 30, 40, 50 quid an hour? Or is there another way? And if there's another way, what can they be doing? Oh, there's always another way. There's always another way. There's many other ways, actually. Um, you know, I've met several guys that have facilities, but they live in Bali. Like I met a dude from Germany. He, um, he's got fitness facility in Germany and lives in Bali. And he was opening a second fitness facility in Germany whilst he was in Bali. Right. So the truth is being a personal trainer is not the solution. All right. If you want to be a coach and you want to create a, a business around you and your skills, and you want to um, be able to, you know, have more free time and travel, then turning that into an online platform and online coaching um, sort of interaction is going to be better for you, 100%. But the reality is who you are and kind of how you operate needs to change more than anything. It, you know, if you want to build a business, you can build a business that can be run from anywhere in the world. And that business can be many, many different things. And I always like to do this. It always comes back to the basics. And, you know, I have the, I guess, could say advantage of not starting out as a personal trainer, but starting out as, as an entrepreneur, as a digital marketer that wanted to create an e-commerce business, selling t-shirts, right? And we always like to say this, myself and James, is the best way to get perspective on, on your business and your situation is by reflecting on another business that doesn't offer the same thing as you. So when we were looking, and this is not an online business, but when we're looking at the, uh, setting some stuff up for, for the Remote Fit Pro, we went and looked at Rolls-Royce and Audi and car dealerships to look at how they work in fulfillment and sales, just to get another perspective, another insight on how things are done. All right. But, you know, ultimately, like I said, there's, there's many, many options for you depending on what it is that you want. And it always comes back to this. What do you really want? What's your goal here? If you just want to get clients and be full in the gym with clients day after day after day, uh, that's cool. But I can assure you that I can probably introduce you to over a hundred people that have done that, that would try and warn you off it. Right. <laughs> the truth is like that people get into that because that's what you're sold as a personal trainer. You're sold to go and work 6am till 10, 11am and then stay in the gym, have your, have your lunch, do your workout. And then when your clients start coming back in the afternoon, you work out with them again until the, until the nighttime. And then you go home. That's the way you can get, you know, eight to 10 sessions in a day and you can be making, you know, 
four or five grand a month. That's that's what we're sold, right? But and I, I actually, by the way, I very nearly actually became a personal trainer, uh, but I realized this. Um, my personal opinion here is that I I spoke to the, the personal trainer qualification guys and they were like trying to sell me on this idea. And I was like, what if I could help these guys instead with the skills that I have with the Facebook ad stuff that I know? What if I could help them and instead of having 10 clients a day, I have two clients a day that pay me more. So that model can be applied in your fitness business as well. You know, the simplest way to increase your income and reduce your working hours is to increase your price, right? But for you to increase your price, you need to get better at sales. So there's lots of different factors, but hands down, it always comes back to this point is, what is the business that you want to build? What do you want out of it? If you want to be able to travel, if you want to be able to have free time, but still do coaching, then an online coaching business, an online fitness business is something that you need to start learning about how to build right now. All right, you need to start cutting your hours down with your clients. You might even want to make some offers to your current clients to start paying you more so you can have less clients and make the same amount of money. All right, that's that's kind of the first port of call that I would take. But if your you know real goal is to make a massive impact in the fitness world, you know we work with a lot of fitness people and personal trainers that come to us that run fitness companies, and they're like, you know, I've got these clients, but I want to make an impact. I want to get on stage. I want to you know help hundreds or thousands of people. And they know that they're not going to be able to do that in the confines of the facility that they work in. And they have two options. They can either create a gym chain and compete with all the big dogs, or they can create an online brand, a personal brand, a company that serves people from wherever they are in the world. And this is becoming more and more the reality. If you look at the industry right now, the industry is has already changed. It's done. It's happened, right? It's up to you whether you want to catch up and get involved in that change. But the industry has gone online, right? So think about Pure Gym, for example. Pure Gym, you can get a membership and you can take that membership anywhere around the country with you, right? It's Anytime Fitness. I can sign up into Anytime Fitness here and then train in the UK, right? Even local businesses have become global so that they can take advantage of this level of global kind of internationalization. Globalization is the word of what's happening in in business and in fitness, right? Take a look at all the big fitness brands. You know, we've got Joe Wicks. He's absolutely crushing it online. You know, he doesn't have a gym, but he's got books. He's got things that he can send to you where you are. So that's what you've got to figure out got to figure out how can you provide a service to someone where they are and the simplest answer is create an online business look at the the value that you give to people and draw from that what is that what is the skills what are the experience what's the expertise that i can give to people that i don't need to be physically with them for now sure you might not be able to correct posture and things like that but what are the conversations you have with your clients you know what are the how do you advise them on what they should be eating how do you advise them on what they should be doing in the gym when you're not going to be training them? These are all considerations of, of what starts to build up the service that you're, you will, will provide online. And like I say, you know, it's happened. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, the online revolution has happened. We call it the remote revolution. Um, and now we're trying to make that as accessible as the internet itself for you guys. Mm. Some really interesting points there, which kind of might be some aha moments for people in the industry. And there'll be tons of people out there who actually love face-to-face training, and that's cool. And like going back to what you said, it's what business do you actually want? If you want the freedom, design the freedom. If you like face-to-face, keep doing that. It's a great thing, mm. right? But in terms of some of the steps, so obviously you work with personal trainers and fitness professionals who want to make that transition 
or they've already tried a bit of online and failed. What are some of the key steps that you and your team take people through in order to kickstart those businesses and get them online? Yeah, for sure. Great question. And just a, a little little addition to what you said there, you know, if you still want to work with people in person, but you want to travel the world at the same time, create a, a retreat business, right? I've, we've had clients that have done that and are crushing it. She created, a, one of our clients, Robin Lee, created a, a, she doesn't work with this anymore, granted, but she created a, um, a fitness retreat in Bali. And, you know, she now can travel the world and still be face-to-face with clients. She runs an online business yeah. as well, but like, just another mention. That on podcast. Oh, you, oh, you interviewed Robin Lee. Yes. Yeah. Of course you did. I interviewed Robin Lee. got a lot of airtime as well. You got, you got some airtime, and she, uh, she revealed that she was starting those retreats way ahead of schedule as well. I think she partnered up with another girl, and mm. I think they're launching, like you said, in Bali. Um, but she's absolutely crushing it now. She's doing really, really well, and her branding is just on point, isn't it? Yeah. So let's start with exactly that. I'm glad we said that because her branding is on point. Why is the branding on point? Well, let me take you through the process that we specifically went through with Robin. This is what the process we go through with everyone, right? And it's very, very important, first of all, to consider, again, what do you want? Always the most important thing. What's your goal with this? Why are you doing this business? Um, you know, when me and James started this business, I remember we were sat in Thailand we spent like three days watching stuff from Simon Sinek and sitting down with whiteboards and papers like, what's our why? What, why are we doing this? What's our mission? And uh, if you've ever seen the Simon Sinek talk, like he, um, he goes real deep into that. I'm not going to butcher it. but Yeah, I've got his book. It's, it's deep. Yeah, he's solid and he knows his shit. But ultimately, that's the shit that you need to apply to your marketing. Okay, so before all that, what's your why? First things first, most important thing. And this does not need to take long. Really, really important. It doesn't need to take long, but you need to know who you are. And the benefit of, you know, this case study of talking about Robin in this situation, she knew who she was, all right? She knew what she wanted. So that makes things a lot easier uh, when you're creating a business in general. Again, these are ultimately steps to build a business. Uh, We are just creating a product online, okay? Um, I'll get into the real elements of why, like why online is different at the end. But so the first thing, what do you want? Second thing is who do you want to work with, right? Who's the type of person? The question is, who do you want to spend your time with every day for the next five years? Excuse me. Every day for the next five years. If you ask yourself that question, you will come up with some very interesting answers, Now, most fitness professionals work with middle-aged women, all right, whether they're male or female. And now some people love doing that and they would choose to work with them people for the next five years. But I know a a hell of a lot of people that don't want to choose to work with them people for the next five years. And when you realize that because you've asked yourself that question, and I always like to say this caveat right here is the quality of your life is directly proportional to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. Because if you don't ask yourself better questions, you're gonna, not going to get better answers. All right? And so if you don't ask yourself this question, you're going to work with people that you don't like. And that's not, that is not fun. You will, you will destroy your business unless you become an investor in, in your mindset. You will destroy your business. So getting your avatar super clear, we've got to decide who do we want to spend our time with, then go into that. Who is that person, right? What do they see on a daily basis? You know, the whole kind of uh, empathy map stuff. What do they see? What do they hear? What do they think and feel? Okay, what are their goals? What are their desires? And also what are their fears? What are their pains? And we like to wing this. Everybody loves to just gam. Oh, I think it's this. I think it's this based on your own idea. But if you don't spend the time to go and research that stuff, then you're not going to get the detail that you need in your marketing. So that's step two, really creating your avatar, honing that down and actually getting real feedback as to who that person is that you want to help. And then final step is how do they want to be helped? Okay. Cause that leads on to step three 
which is looking at your methodology, looking at what's the process that you take these people through? Where are they right now? And where do they want to be? I mentioned earlier, you know, what we see in other people is a reflection of our ideal self. What we love to see in other people anyway, is a reflection of our ideal self. And doing that psychology on yourself and learning that stuff about yourself is very powerful because you then reapply that to your business and your clients and you start to understand what, who do they think they are right now? Who, how do they see themselves? And generally, you know, fitness clients generally see themselves as, you know, they've got a lot of self-confidence issues, you know, overweight people in general. Okay. And they have some, most of them have self-confidence issues. So that's how they see themselves right now. But their ideal self will be someone who's confident, jolly, doesn't care about how they look and all these different things. And these are ideas that I'm making up that are not necessarily true. So you need to, again, do the research, right? Where they are, where do they want to be? And what's the process that you take them through? So I mentioned earlier, you've got to uh, think about your skills and expertise and you've got to look at what are the steps that you go through with someone to get them an incredible result already? What have you already done to get someone an incredible result? All right, what have you said to them? What plans have you given them? And it's going to require you to go back through memory and you map out this, this process. And ideally, you know, we, we, we turn that process into a time-bound thing, a 12-week program, a six-week program, a uh, 18-week program, okay? And this program becomes your thing, your methodology, you know, the, the principles behind it, but also becomes your product, which is the next phase, which is about how do we turn that thing and deliver it? How do we take that process, that methodology, and how do we give that to people, okay? Not, not through marketing. We've not even got to marketing yet, right? And this stuff doesn't need to take long, right? I'll talk about our five-day challenge in a bit, and you can do this all in five days <laughs> because really the most important thing is, is what comes after you've, you've figured out how to give your program to people. A few tips on that is, you know, software is the most simplest form and try and find a software that is good, that is easy to use. Um, you know, I think we were, I was talking to someone earlier about, uh, they were trying to get people to show up to their gym. Um, so I've got a client that helps other, other guys with, with Facebook ads and, uh, he was trying to get, help a guy in London, bring more people into his gym. And, um, he had on his website kind of these, this step to opt in and book a class, but they had to go for like seven steps before they can actually select the time that they want. And therefore, he was getting zero people booking for the, the introductory free class for his marketing. All right. And it's the same thing with your program. You've got to make this as user-friendly as possible and as simple as possible. So most of us go out there, we start building fancy membership sites. We start using fancy um, tools and softwares and we get like five different software. We've got my fitness power, we've got Trainerize, we've got this other thing over here. We've got this membership site on ClickFunnels and all this stuff. But like, what do they need? You know? Uh, I'm sure James shared this in, in his interview, right? He started out with a, a spreadsheet and uh, some recipes off BBC. <laughs> and yeah. it's, you know why that works? It's because it was simple. Like your grandma yeah. could use that shit. All right. Mm. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the process, process behind that. Um, mm. And the next phase, once we've got our product together, then, then we can start looking at, right, how do we start getting clients? And this is where we get into the realms of, of business and marketing, the shit that I absolutely love. Um, I love all the previous stuff. I mean, building the systems in that is my jam, but there's no point in building any systems at this point if you're trying to take your business online, okay? Um, few few key tools before we get to, to that final stage is you have to have got results before or be willing to work for free to get results, in my opinion. You have to be willing to, you know, get someone a result in advance or have already be able to prove that you can do it. All right. Why? Because of the market saturation that exists today. It doesn't mean that it's not possible to get clients. It just means you have to be able to prove that you can get people a result. All right. Secondary to that is the marketing and sales piece. If you can sell extremely well, which basically means you're able to give someone a transformative breakthrough in their mind in less than 60 minutes, then 
let's go. That's, that's it. Like, let's go get people on the phone. Let's get people leads driving into your business so that you can give people them breakthroughs. Cause all you need to do is give someone a breakthrough on the call. And that's, it's still coaching. It's still coaching. You're only coaching someone to help them realize that, you know, you can help them, right? You're going to go deeper. The people that are willing to go to the rep, to the realms that most people are not, are going to get all the clients. The people that are willing to go into the pains and, and the real problems that people are experiencing in their health and their day-to-day lives, they're the people that will get all the clients because they're willing to have that conversation. People, people want to have that conversation. Um, mm. And when you have that conversation, go to that depth. You give someone that breakthrough, that epiphany, and that leads to marketing. Is all, all you need to do is give someone an epiphany. When you give someone an epiphany, they relate that epiphany to you. I hope you've had an epiphany right now listening to this, whoever's listening, because that epiphany, you will then relate to me. And remember that George Crawshaw gave you this epiphany about your life and your business. And whoever you're on the phone with will remember that you gave them that epiphany and uh, they owe you one, basically. And that's, that's how a sales transaction in simple form can start. I'm not an expert salesman. But in the simplest form, you just need to be very good at, at communicating and coaching people. Uh, and yeah, then we can get into the marketing, but you know, I've rambled yeah. on for a while there, but that's, that's yeah, in, that in depth. That's what in you need. Depth, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really good stuff in depth. You mentioned the five-day challenge, and obviously I know what your five-day challenge is. Um, and there's parallels between your five-day challenge and what you actually give your clients in order to create their own challenges right so mm. it's kind of like a parallel model where you're bringing fit pros into your challenge to teach them a challenge to sell to their clients yeah am i right yeah yeah so why don't we talk about the five-day challenge i think that's a good place yeah, for us sure. to take this because um, it's kind of the final piece of, of the puzzle of what people can be doing yeah and what i just shared you know you you know, if you wanted, you could, you could, I hope, take what I just shared and, and replay it a few times and, uh, and be able to implement that to have the foundations of your online business at the ready. Because that's ultimately what our five day challenge does. What it does is it brings you in into a community of people that are all on a similar goal. Again, back to that community piece, you know, seeking out people that are on this journey that are ahead of you or with you growing. And we take a group of these people. You don't see me in there. I'm, I'm hiding away on the back end, making things work, uh, making all the emails and shit <laughs> go out properly and all that. Hopefully, anyway, sometimes that doesn't work out the way we want it to. But you come in, we bring you into the community, and we deliver day by day. James will support you. Sam will support you in going through the content that we have in there. And, and it's the same It's the same steps that I just took you through. Okay? And... There's a task for you to do each day. We don't just give you the steps. We don't just tell you what to do. We give you a task. We give you um, a, a basically a worksheet for you to fill in and take away with you for your business. And then on the final day, we teach you how to implement the challenge funnel. All right, because this challenge, why does it work? Because it helps people get a result in, adva- in advance. And we want you to come for our challenge and get a result in advance. We're very honest about this. Why? Because ultimately... If you give a shit about the people you really want to help, then you don't need to hide anything. You know, you're going to come into this challenge and we're going to hope that you get the best experience out of it. And you learn a lot of awesome stuff that you actually implement. And because you've implemented it, you want to come and get more of our help to implement the next step, the next level. All right. So that you can create an automated system to generate leads and ultimately go on to building a real business because that's what we spend. You know, I spend time with private clients, with small groups of people, helping them build, turn this initial initial phase. You've got to get that off the ground. You've got to get the clients coming in and the leads flowing and the sales happening. And then later on, we start looking at the systems of the business and how we can turn that into something that truly gives you freedom and truly helps you make an impact. Awesome. How can people get into this challenge? Is it like a regular thing that you're, you guys are running? Is there kind of a URL that people need to go to to get inside this free challenge? 
Yeah, for sure. And and back to that same point, like we want you to succeed. And our mission is to make the remote revolution as accessible as the internet itself. And so we do these challenges a lot. We put our time and energy into into helping people out for free because most people are not willing to do that. Um, and it's, you know, it's having that audacity is, is going to make the biggest difference in, in you as a person in your business. So <laughs> good to the chase, remotefitpro.com, www.remotefitpro.com forward slash 5DC. And uh, you'll be able to jump on board, just throw your email address in and you'll be able to jump straight into our challenge when it next starts. We do these live, we do these live in person, not in person, but uh, over live videos um, day by day. So there's not, it's not automated. It's not like you're not coming in and just watching a, you know, like them automated webinars. This is legit. We're there every day to help you implement each step. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So I want to end on this. Um, this is a new kind of thing that I'm building into all of these sessions. Now I want to end on a question, just like you guys do. Uh, you ask people <laughs> what freedom means to them. Um, but for me, it's all about coaching and, and getting results. And so I kind of want to know from your perspective, because you work with a lot of coaches, personal trainers, fitness professionals, what do you think makes a good coach? Maybe your philosophy to coaching or things you look for when you're taking your clients on and you go, yeah, this is a good coach, you can see the characteristics of a good coach in the people that you speak to. What, what would you say makes a good coach? A coach that knows themselves extremely well. In short, that's, that's it. The more you awesome. know yourself, the better results you can get for someone else. Because you know when you're coaching someone, yes, you have these skills that you've learned, but the best coaches in the world are the ones that have applied. All right. And that's what I believe about business too. The best mentors out there, are the ones that have applied that information on themselves or other people. Um, so knowing yourself is the most important thing, I believe, when it comes to helping someone else. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for doing this. Really enjoyed that. That was super in-depth, George. Loved it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I don't get to uh, shout about this stuff that much. I'm the guy behind the scenes majority of the time working yeah. and building the, building the stuff, you know, um, because that's my jam. That's my jam, running the team, speaking to the guys helping the making sure the operation is working day after day um I'm, I'm good at that so you know focusing on your strengths final little little gem for you if that's useful focusing on your strengths is is something that you eventually need to do straight away you need to get very good at certain things like sales and communication and knowing yourself but eventually you get to focus on your strengths what are you absolutely awesome at yeah, 100%. I back that because obviously we've got a similar business as well. And my business partner is effectively in the shadows, right? Mm. Like you are, your head of operations, you're behind the scenes, making sure everything runs smoothly, the email automations, the click funnels, all that stuff that's integral to running the business. But you don't always take the glory like James does because he's the face of the business. But together, you're a dream team and it works really, really well. So yeah. I can relate to that um in my own business yeah yeah and and the truth is um you don't need to be very fucking good at these kind of using these tools and softwares and things to be able to do that um you just need to be good at leading people other other people uh because you know the vast majority i don't do um i just make sure the people do it right <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So in terms of finding you, so Instagram, you're not really on there much. You're on Facebook it's, a lot though. You do a lot of yeah, lives, yeah, you're on Facebook. Instagram's Instagram's not my uh not my place, I'd say. Um I just never got into it. <laughs> people hear people hear that and they're like, what the fuck? You're gonna be really good at marketing. And I was like, Well, you know, I, I put ads on Instagram and they do really well, so I'm I'm happy with that. 
<laughs> um, so you can find me on Facebook. It's the best place. And um, I've actually just done 100 days of Facebook Live in a row. Today's day 100. And I'm going to be stopping uh, doing them every day. And uh, yeah, find me on Facebook. Give me a message. Drop me a follow. Um, jump on the Remote Fit Pro page if you want to learn about how you can take your business online, of course. And, um, you know, any questions about this show, by all means, just hit me up. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm a real guy. I'll help you out if, if that's something that I can do. Awesome, George. Thank you so much. We'll put all the details in the show notes Wicked. so people can find you. And, uh, yeah, we'll speak soon, buddy. Appreciate it, Alex. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. If you did, head over to your favorite app and leave us a short review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you wanted to learn more about our products and services, head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted an awesome website built for your coaching business, head over to our partner company, sevectormedia.com. That's all from me. See you soon.